Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview in association with Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20, you'll get 20% off everything Luke Roper has to offer, including sale items as well, which is always nice because they give good discounts themselves anyway. It is a match preview. Premier League is back and Aston Villa are back at Villa Park now to play Liverpool on Boxing Day. I've completely forgotten the kickoff time. I think it's 5.30. Don't Five, quote me yeah. on that in case it's wrong. So, yeah, looking forward to being back at Villa Park. And, Neil, how are you? Did you enjoy the World Cup? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it for what it was. And and I enjoyed the final, I must say. Um, and there, were, there, were, there were some good games in between. You know, There were some memorable games. Um, I know that the country of Saudi Arabia will never forget this World Cup. And I know the country of Morocco will never forget this World Cup. And and the country, you know, it's it, so it's... It, it, I suppose there there were some nice highlights out of the World Cup itself, but uh, you know, I, I, it, it, it to, to me it, it got in the way of where we were as a club at Aston Villa. Obviously, yeah. look, my colours to the mast. I'm Irish. We did, we weren't in the in in the, the World Cup. I was only watching it to see uh, for the spectacle of it being a World Cup as well. So uh, I dipped in and out of some games, but then there was other games that I wouldn't miss for the world. Um, unfortunately, I did miss the uh, the England and England and France game, and I say unfortunately because it was a good game not for the result um but there was other some games that I couldn't get to but all in all I thought it was uh it was it was it was fine it was grand I thought the final was brilliant and I thought there were some really good highlights in between yeah it's gone now though we're going to try and forget mm. it not too many villa players were on world cup duty except for one very pivotal man who was uh, obviously got all the way to the final and won it so we congratulate Emmy Martinez but Neil in terms of the Liverpool game on boxing day from Unai Emery's, I can't, say, I can't say our manager's name, which is a little bit of a problem, from Unai Emery's press conference, it turns out that he probably isn't going to be playing on Boxing Day, which is what I took away from the press conference. And, you know, whoever's in goal, it sounds like Olsen's got a knock as well. So it could be down to, to fifth-choice goalkeeper being in goal at, at this rate when you think about who, who's on loan and Jed Steer not being back as well. 
it's a huge, huge blow anyway, the, the loss of Martinez. Because I think if he, we could have just got him back, or if he'd, have, if he'd have got himself back, whatever the case may be, having him there, just he must be on such a high at the moment. And you then come back to a packed Villa Park, everyone singing your name, everyone giving you a great reception and congratulating you. You're probably going to go there and have, and have an unbelievable game and feel on top of the world. So it's, it's a huge miss him not being there on Boxing Day, potentially. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised that he's not there. I, I had heard no. two different stories during the week. One was that he was going to play this game. He was going to play Spurs. He was going to play Wolves. And then it was going to be a case where he'd miss the Stevenage game. And that's where he would take his break. And, and that seemed totally plausible um, because he probably won't. Well, I would be absolutely blown away if he plays the Stevenage game anyway. You know, so it, made, it seemed plausible that that's what they would do. But I presume what happened was that the decision was put was down to Emmy um, himself. It's now Friday. He's probably been drinking solid since Monday morning, since Sunday afternoon. He, he and, looked like he had been, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and that's fine. You know what? Like, like let he who is without sin cast the first stone, you know, because uh, I tell you, I, I'd be drinking till next Sunday if that was the case. You know, I'd be, I'd, and I'm not talking about the Sunday just coming, the Sunday afterwards. I'd be drinking straight through to 2023 if I just won the biggest international cup known to man. So, uh, you know, he's well entitled to his time off. It's not ideal that we've got Liverpool. I do want to see him back in an Aston Villa shirt and Villa have um, have done a lot for him in allowing him to go and play with Argentina previously to this to build his, his stature with Argentina remember there was times when he was flying home and he was literally you know overnighting it to get back to play games for Villa which wasn't ideal either but that's hopefully all in the past now with regards to his international career from the point of view of it'll be full steam ahead now for the rest of the year for Aston Villa. And I think that there will probably be some sort of gentleman's agreement involved with regards to it's uh listen, if it does come down to Argentina and Villa with regards to, to maybe a, a Copa America or some qualification games, look, Villa have to take precedence between now and the end of June because we've been nice to you in this instance. I think that, that I think that Emmy's the type of player that would say, Yeah, listen, fair play and thanks a million for that. Yeah, it's kind of worked as a two-way street so far, hasn't it, hasn't it, really? I think Villa have been good to him. I think there's been times where he's rushed back and played games because yeah. because Villa have needed him as well. I remember, I think it was, was it Brentford at home last season in September. I remember there was, there was talks of him not being able to play and he, he came back and he made himself available and he, and he played in that game. I guess the big thing at the moment is normally, you know, you, you trust your second goalkeeper. Now, obviously, there'll be Villa fans that don't trust the second goalkeeper at the moment, but the issue is he's got an injury as well. So potentially he won't be available. Then, as I mentioned at the start, Jed Steer is not ready to play yet. Sinsalo's on loan at Burton, I think, at the moment as well. So you could be down to your, your fifth choice goalkeeper, which is Philip Marshall, I believe. And it's just that, that's unprecedented. If you, if you get down to your, your fifth choice goalkeeper in the pecking order, Villa can't even recall Sinsala in until January, I believe. So that, it would be some baptism of fire. But you would imagine they read him play Olsen in that last friendly because they wanted to get him ready for the Premier League. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be Robin Olsen, or the or it could be some uh, late Christmas surprise where there is somebody out there as a free agent at the moment. His name is Neil Cutler, and uh, maybe, maybe we might see him back in between the sticks. Wouldn't be a bad option. I'll, I'll understand him as well. Yeah, I've got I've got some pedigree in goal. I'll understand. <laughs> No, it's, it's definitely going to be Robin Olsen. I think I think I think the whole Robin Olsen as a knock piece is 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 just um I think look, I I think they'll be fine. I think they'll basically I I can imagine that the team doctor is going to have plenty of vials in Novocaine and he's going to inject whatever the hell is is punishing Robin Olsen because he'll be looking at him going, 
with the help of God, you won't be playing again for the rest of the year because we don't want we need Emmy in goals essentially. So um, yeah, it's going to be Robin Olsen, and and uh, as I say, it's going to be look. We're just going to have to live and die by what that decision is, and and uh, hope that he plays the game of his life. How do you feel about that? I don't want to, I don't want to initiate a pile on on him on him at all. And goalkeepers can come under such heavy scrutiny yeah. anyway. But he played two and a half games and we've conceded 11 goals. And last time out, he played in the Cup against Manchester United. He didn't particularly look comfortable with what we were trying to do. Now, there's been a bit more time, a bit more time in training, a bit more time working under Unai Emery, especially for him because he's been available for training the whole time since this, this break's taken place. And he's been away with the team, so he's had more time to perhaps get used to what Emery wants. But there was some concerns in that last game, wasn't there, now? Yeah, there was. And uh, there's been some concerns, I think, in these preseason friendlies, albeit in the press conference today, Emmy Martin, or Emmy Martin is uh, Una Emery had said that, you know, it's not really about these preseason games. These preseason games were what they were for him. You know, they were, it was an opportunity to get a look at the team. Um, I personally don't read too much into those friendlies, but Robin Olsen did play the majority of that time. So we would hope that there's some sort of gelling and there's some sort of simpatico. Now, saying that, and, and, and this is something that we, we might get onto later on, there seemed to be very little gelling of any other partnership other than Mings and Kanza over those course of the four games. And I think that... Louise and Kamara? Pardon me? Louise and Kamara. Oh, no, I'm talking about just the two centre halves. Oh, sorry, think, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, so anybody who came in there into a centre half position, whether it would be Bednarak for a, a short period of time or even uh, Callum Chambers, I thought just it didn't look fluid at all and it looked really ropey. Um, between them back there, which obviously then translates into the into the the, the goalkeeper behind. So, um, yeah, it's <clears throat> look, he's his. We can only go on what we've seen by him, you know. And and the historical data that we have with him for Aston Villa is that he has a rick in him, and he has a he he, he tends to be he com- comes across as this guy who's really really quiet. And I'll I'll give you an example because I think that there's from from the preseason piece or this not the preseason they keep calling it preseason it's mini I season know you mean. call it mini off season like if I was if I was Broja I'd be looking at him going Robert Olsen if you came for that ball and didn't stick to your line then I wouldn't have a, a, a damaged ACL and it's just little things like that whereby he's very slow to think he isn't uh, somebody who takes the game by the scruff of the neck and then when he panics things just don't tend to go right for him and. Um, we saw it against Manchester United as well. So, look, as I say, every player is in ca- is capable of overplaying their their uh, their historical ability on any given day, and we would just have to hope that he would look at this and go, "It's Liverpool. I have the opportunity here. I know I'm going to have it for some time some time period out from the game. So, my, why not go away and play the best game of my life?" There's my Fingers optimistic crossed. side coming out. Let's hope so. I mean. For me, a modern-day goalkeeper, his starting position is very, very deep for a goalkeeper. Yeah. It sticks to his line a lot, doesn't like to, to stray too far from his six-yard box And in the modern day. I'm not sure that's a sustainable thing. Look, I know Neil Cutler rates him very, very high. He talk, he's talked about how, how good he is <laughs> in training and his mindset. And as a number two, you know, he's an international goalkeeper. Hopefully, you know, the Villa fans will get behind him and it will give him some confidence and he'll come out and he'll have a good game, like you say. This break came at a Bit of a b- bad time for Villa 
really. You know, we 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 were dying for a break under Stephen Gerrard. I'd, I'd have taken a break at any point in the in the season under Stephen Gerrard. But Unai Emery came in. Villa won two games. One of them playing very very well against Manchester United. Deserved to win that game at Villa Park. And then the second game, a bit more of the dark arts, a bit more winning ugly, winning when you weren't at your best. A couple of players missing from the start in that game as well. So we've already seen two sides of what Unai Emery can bring. Liverpool's going to be a huge, huge test at Villa Park because some of their star men, they haven't really been away, away at the World Cup. If, if you look at Salah, for example, yeah. they've got some young players coming through as well. Carvalho played quite well last night. He's one who who, who wasn't away and will, will be refreshing, has had a break. Firmino didn't go with Brazil if he's fit. I know he's carrying a bit of a knock at, at the moment. But as the big teams go, I feel like Liverpool didn't have too many away. And, and those that were away, with maybe the exception of, of Van Dijk and Alisson, you know, you think of Trent, Fabinho, you know, they, they didn't play much for didn't their country. So work, yeah. they, they feel quite fresh. But then on the plus side, Villa didn't have too many away either, other than the, the critical person, which, which is the goalkeeper. Villa will have everyone back and, and fresh as well. So it should be interesting because it's, it's two teams in theory that are pretty well rested. Yes. Um, and then the counter to that is, and yeah, and I'll, I'll discuss that in a moment because I, I read a really interesting piece, that uh, a really interesting comment that Eric Ten Hag said. And uh, sometimes Eric Ten Hag comes across as somebody who's just got a book full of excuses to me. But then then again, he comes across as somebody who talks a lot of sense. Now, I, I, I read this comment a couple of times and I said, you know what, I'm going to put this in there. This is talking a lot of sense column and I'll see. And I, I'm, I reserve the right to move it into the excuses column later on. But what he said was, he said that even though some of the players that he, he had away didn't play, They've been immersed in, in around a different group of players. They're also listening and talking about different tactics, different setups, uh, training in different ways, maybe not training with the same intensity that they would or training to the same patterns or maybe training to the same uh, same defensive structures, etc. that they would be when they're with their club. So when they come back, for some people to think that, oh, maybe they only need a week or 10 days to get back into the run of things, it may not be as easy to clear their heads of that because the the modern day player is so mechanical in the way that they that that they undertake a um a, a position or, or a game plan and specifically for tournament play when a, 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 a an international manager knows that they have those players for at least three games it gets kind of ingrained in them it gets ingrained for a period of time and not like it would be if they were to go away for a two week period and play two games over a qualifying series. It's 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 a bit different because they every team that goes there almost expects to get to the final. So I thought that that was an interesting piece, um, whereby uh, maybe the fact that Aston Villa only had one player that with two players really that played uh, in the World Cup, um, would be uh, two outfield players, so I'd say that played, and one of them, then Donker probably won't even start for us at the weekend. No, he wouldn't. Um, the, the that that wouldn't affect us as much. So it'll be it's an interesting one, and and I think <clears throat> I think in a lot of ways that game and uh, the the Liverpool and, and Man City game, I think you could see a bit of ring rust. Passing was there was a lot of dreadful passing in it as well. But I know you took an awful lot more interest into it in it than I did. I had actually two things on it that at the same time. I was half watching the game, but I was watching uh, I was watching the darts as well. Um, but. The, the Liverpool game last night, a Man City game, it was obviously back and forth, end to end. Do you think that's going to take a lot out of them, um, even more so than maybe players coming back from, from the, the World Cup? Well, I would say if Liverpool lined up with that team that, that they had last night, which I don't think they will, because I think Van Dijk, for one, will be back. And I think Fabinho will start. I think 
I'd fancy Villa against that team. I think they'd, they'd cause that team trouble. Joe Gomez isn't having the best moment of his life at, at the moment. So this season, really, I look at the way he's defending. I thought his body position for the Haaland goal. And I, you, you know Haaland's going to be on the move. I thought Joe Gomez has looked shaky whenever he's played centre-back. So if, I imagine it'll be Matip and Van Dijk, I would think, based on last night from, from watching them. But Liverpool, have, they're not... There's something missing that was there last season. Now, yes, is not there. Diaz... He's missing for a period as well because he's injured. But I was watching him last night. And when Fabinho came on in that midfield, he still doesn't look right for me. And he's been a big player for them over, over the last few years. But he looks like he can be got out and he looks like he doesn't like it when people are running towards him. Now, I'm imagining Villa are going to play, obviously, this... We don't know what formation it is, really. But out of possession, definitely. It's a 4-4-2. I think we'll see Bailey and Watkins up front. And they'll split like they did against Manchester United. And then you've got runners coming from midfield. Hopefully Ramsey, if he's fit wide. And then I'm going to say it's probably going to be McGinn or Buendia. On the other flank, the wide players kind of come inside. And that, that's where I think Villa can get some joy against Liverpool. Because they're not playing to the same level defensively that they have been over previous years. In moments last night, they looked good and they caused Manchester City problems. Now, Manchester City had a few players missing as well. They had a, a rookie, although he's very highly rated, playing, playing in their defence last night. Mm. But Man City in the first half looked, not, obviously, they could, they could score a few. But Liverpool are the team that they've got the potential that in moments they can cause you problems. And that's what they did last night. They didn't have as much of the board as they would like. They didn't look as dangerous as perhaps they have done in previous years. They'll always have those moments. And when they had those moments last night, if it wasn't Darwin Nunes going going through on goal, Carvalho and Salah, they scored and they played some nice stuff in the build-up to those goals. So Liverpool carry a huge, huge threat. But I do think Villa can get some joy. And we know, now that Emery will have some form of game plan, like he did against Manchester United and like he did against Brighton. The Villa players will be drilled. They'll have been watching footage all week. They'll know exactly what they have to do in and out of possession. And I'm excited to see it back again because... Back at Villa Park, Boxing Day against a big team. I, I actually fancy us, and I think the stuff we'll have worked on in pre-season. I've got, you've got me doing it now. The stuff we've been working on in that in that mid-season break. I fancy us to see a, a truer version of what Emery wants, and I'm looking forward to seeing what game plan he has. And there's one thing I think, that, like, okay, the results didn't go the right way. The goals didn't flow like we thought maybe they would. But, you know, we we did play some tough games and. And uh, we did get to see an awful lot of our players. But one of the things that I did really, really like from what I saw specifically in the last game that we played was, uh, and the game against Villarreal was our massively um, tight high press was brilliant. It was great to see. And that's what leads me to believe that McGinn is going to, that we're going to see more of McGinn Same. in the second half. I was going to ask you about that. Because it's because that's his bread and butter. Yeah, look, his passing isn't great, and and uh, and uh, it, well, it's it's not that it's not great. It could always be better. His passing inside isn't 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 great, but I always thought I always think he, he has this beautiful rake pass that comes out and over, or a lovely little little kind of shift of the ball to to an on-running uh, fullback maybe on the overlap or something. But his intricate passing isn't great, and that's fine. But if he wins the ball back up high and can just basically shift it to the next player to him, that's going to be worth its weight in gold. When Diaz started to do it in fits and starts, and Emmy Martinez spoke about, Jesus, I did it again. Unai Emery You're started. Obsessed, too many obsessed M's. with Emmy Martinez. <clears> I'm obsessed with obsessed. Absolutely obsessed with Emmy Martinez. But Unai Emery uh, mentioned and name checked Emmy Buendia today in the press conference as well, oh, saying okay. he was a very good player and he's really happy because of his competitive nature. And uh, every day he does good work and he doesn't like to put in a bad day's training. So maybe that's a precursor. Maybe that's a. Hey, Jacob Ramsey isn't fully right to come back into the team, but 
you know, you've got a 38 million pound player like Emmy, uh, like Emmy Buendia that's <laughs> again, like Emmy Buendia there again, they, they can come in and uh, can still give you that wasp like mentality to, tra- to chase players down. Um, and I think there's going to be a big next six months for somebody like Buendia. I think it's going to be huge six, six months for him because uh, he hasn't, like, he's been okay, but he hasn't really set the world on fire for Aston Villa. Um, but I think he knows and I think the fans know that he has it in him and it's more so about playing time for him and finding the right uh, the, the right kind of uh, the, the right kind of fluidity for him within the team. So fingers crossed as you mentioned that, that the tactic that Emery has is going to involve that high press and if it does I think we could very easily see uh, Emery Brindy or Jacob Ramsey and McGinn as you mentioned there and as the two uh, wider midfielders. Yeah, because the two, the two in the middle pick themselves. Louise and Kamara has got the potential to be a, a mouthwater in partnership in midfield. Both very, very good on the ball. I think Louise recently, the defensive side of his game has picked back up again. And Kamara, we know how good he is at intercepting, winning the ball, keeping the ball, laying it off. So, you know, that's a, that's a midfield partnership there that I think can flourish. It is the two wider players, although they're only wide, really, out of possession. Because if you look back to the Brighton game, McGinn... In that game, you saw him doing the things that you want to see John McGinn yes. doing, which under Stephen Gerrard, we, we haven't been able to see. And John McGinn himself hasn't been able to do those things that he's good at because of what he's been asked to do following the instruction that was given to him by the manager. But against Brighton, you saw him breaking beyond the forward players. You know, he won us that penalty, breaking, doing the, doing the things that you want to see John McGinn doing. At the end of the game, trying to see it out, he was pressing, diving in, winning the ball for us. You know, McGinn put in a great performance in that game at Brighton. I was there in that away end, a rare day in the away end where, where I didn't drink. And John McGinn was absolutely outstanding in seeing that game out and was good in what Villa did going forward as well. So you're kind of playing this hybrid wide midfielder slash central midfielder when you when you when you're coming forward kind of end up being a number 10 in possession that suits John McGinn there where he's had his good games for Scotland and I think it's very very clever what Emery's done there obviously at Villarreal he's liked to set up in that way anyway you'll sometimes see Coquelin was someone who played wide for Villarreal now he is a he is a orthodox defensive midfield player isn't he but for Villarreal yeah, and Kapua as well. They were they were both playing as as wide players out of possession. I think it's really clever, and I really think it might bring the best out of McGinn. And there's he hasn't been been great over the over the last twelve months. I'm, I'm not disputing that, but I do think a lot of that isn't down to him. I do think it's part of being asked to follow an instruction and given tactical advice from the manager that just didn't suit him. If you see him un, under Emery, there's people saying he won't be good enough where Villa are trying to go. I actually think he, he might step up and I think he'll surprise a few people because I think this system and the fluid nature of it, I actually think defensively it'll bring it will let McGinn do the things that he's good at, the defensive side of the game. But I also think attacking wise as well, it'll let him do the things he's good at as well. And I thought we've seen signs of that in preseason as well. Oh, preseason, God, I mean you're having a mare. We've seen signs of that in, in the mini break as well when, when we played against Chelsea with it with him popping up with that goal, a lovely team move. Yeah. But I also think we saw signs of it just before the break as well in, in the Brighton game now. So I'm actually quite buoyed by what we might see from John McGinn, because I think he's been held back over the last 12 to 18 months, not really been able to do what he was good at. And he's been ripped mm. off and he's took some criticism. I've given him criticism because he wasn't playing well. But I think if you look at the bigger picture, the tactical setup has not helped the guy one bit. Oh, I 100% agree. Um, like the, the thing with John McGinn is, John McGinn always looks like a guy who will do exactly what you tell him. And <clears throat> that's what footballers should do. That's what that's the manager's what... there for, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. But I suppose realistically speaking, sometimes when 
you're, I suppose, if you're told, okay, I want you to be there and I want you to be this kind of Tasmanian devil in the middle of midfield, I want you to run around the place, try and get the ball back. If anything breaks in the middle of midfield, it's up to you to win that ball. Sometimes it can become a detriment, you know, as uh, because you almost take too much on your shoulders. And I think that, you know, John McGinn is obviously loved within the club. He's been made club captain by the previous uh, manager. Everybody to a man says he's the heart and soul of the dressing room. We even have just have to go back and look at the turkey suit that he had before. You look at him. He was in uh, at the Acorns Foundation or the 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 at, at the Children's Hospital recently as well. The man is a good egg, really yeah. good egg. He's a really nice person. He's really brilliant. He really kind of just a great individual. Put it this way, if he rocked up to the door with my daughter, I'd say, do you know what? Fair play, you after picking a good one. And he's a good footballer. And I think what, what we're, where we kind of fall in, where I, I'm going to talk about myself here, where I fall into the trap is that, you know, certain footballers will, will <clears throat> they'll be really good at some things, they won't be really good at other things. And, you know, we can all crave the rounded footballer and we will get a rounded footballer. Uh, we do have rounded footballers in our team. I think Douglas Louise is very, very quickly turning into a rounded footballer. Even Kamara, has, you know, if you put him in a, ask him to do something that you're not capable of, he's going to find we it did. hard. Yeah. We did. Towards the end of last season, people were kind of giving, were giving out about Douglas Louise as well. So what I'm trying to get at here is that John McGinn is going to need to play himself into form as well. But I think he's well capable of it. And with the whole... We need to get rid of him and get better quality on board. Um, and, and that conversation, people who have that idea, fair play to them. They can have that idea. I don't disagree with theirs. But what, what my full, full-throated kind of uh, uh, opinion is that unless you're going to bring in somebody that's better than absolutely everybody in our midfield and can do the things that John McGinn can do, and I'll be honest with you, for his effort around the field, they don't come at a small price, then I think it's well worth keeping on to John McGinn. And I think over the next, as you said there, over the next six months, the likes of John McGinn, the Emmy Buendias, I think that they're going to flourish. They're going to grow more into this team. Or sorry, I more so hope that they're going to flourish. And I hope that they're going to grow into this team because that saves us some players that we do need to go out and buy. And if we can go out and maybe spend all our money on a strike a strike partnership or even one striker or maybe buy another centre half or maybe shore up our two full back positions with, with, with very good backups that can come in and that can, can really push those two players on that we have well, then that's money saved as I say there will obviously be a, a central midfielder coming in at some stage I think but if we don't have to get I don't two think or it'll three, be January I, think I don't Villa think it'll be January will bring two, in my opinion Villa will bring two in in, in January <clears throat> One will be a wide player and one will be a striker. Yeah, that, that's what they and they'll go and they'll go big and they'll spend money. Emery will be backed just like Steven Gerrard was twelve months ago, allowed to bring in the players he wants. Unai Emery will be backed because they bought him in because they wanted this elite manager, so they have to back him. And in January, I think to play the way Emery wants, I think they'll need another striker and they'll need another wide player. But I agree with what you just said. You know, you can have you obviously want the perfect midfield player, Jude Bellingham, for example. Yes, there's very little that he does badly in terms of midfielders. That's why he's worth 100, 150 million. You know, Villa can't go out and sign a Jude Bellingham because there's only, there's only not many players like that out there. He has very few weaknesses to his game. He's, he's a freak. If you look at Leander, Leander Dendonka, when he came in for those for those few games, he was asked to do the things that, he, that he's good at. He's not asked to do anything spectacular or something that he's not yeah. capable of. He was asked to do the simple things and he did those simple things well because they're his strengths, taking up good positions defensively, winning the ball, passing it off to someone short and simple and letting them letting them get on with moving the ball forward and progressing progressing the ball forward. Then Duncan was allowed to do the things he was good at. Under Steven Gerrard, John McGinn was not allowed to do the things that he was good at, but we're now just starting to see that he might be allowed to do those things that he is good at and not have to do the things that he isn't good at. And that's what you want. 
there's very few midfield players that are, are really well-rounded and good at everything. So you have to get them to play to their strengths. And that's what Unai Emery will be good at. He'll identify they... player strengths and he'll set them up in a way that benefits them. And that's what we haven't had. I absolutely, as I say, I, I agree. And, and like the litmus test for this is you go and you watch Brighton and you see if Alexis uh, uh, Alexis McAllister has exactly the same impact for Brighton as he did for as he did for uh, Argentina. He'll be hoping he can. All Brighton um, fans would be hoping he can have that impact because he was absolutely electric in this whole, this World Cup. When he yeah, maybe when he's not playing alongside Enzo Fernandez, maybe when he doesn't have the two wide players that he can shift the ball out to and to take up a small little bit more uh, more um, attention. Should I say from maybe defensive midfielders or 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 fullbacks? That that's what I'm getting at here. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but what I'm saying is that you know different positions, different players, players being asked to do different things within teams is uh, is is very much a real thing within the football uh, within the football world, and um, it doesn't just happen at Aston Villa. Is what I'm trying to get at. This is where just having this coach that we've got, this this elite level coach who coaches the players, works with the players, works on every little detail and aspect of his system for the game, for the specific game. I think it's going to do wonders for so many players. So many of them now who've been inconsistent, who we've been thinking, oh, are they, are, is this player good enough? Is, has he got enough to his game? I don't, think, I don't think it will matter if you're not the perfect footballer because I think you'll be asked to do the things that are your strengths and your weaknesses will be covered because someone else will be there covering that weakness, doing the bit that he's good at. That's what Unai Emery will do. And I've made that sound like football's really, really simple. And so sometimes it is. Steven Gerrard set up Villa in a way that just did not get the best out of any of the players that were there. He was asking players to do things that didn't suit their game. Even even the fullbacks being so high, I don't think that suited either fullback, Matty Cash. Madness. Or look at it. I know Matty Cash popped up with a few goals last season, but especially this season. You're asking people to be in a position when they receive the ball that, that's not not their best, that's not good for them. The starting positions for them even now will be so much more effective. And you could see in the Manchester United game at Villa Park, they, were, they weren't as far forward, but they're picking up the ball in space because of the way Villa, Villa were playing and the way they were in and out of possession. Honestly, I'm so excited for this manager. And I, you know, I've been excited about things before and been completely wrong about them. But honestly, this manager is the real deal. And I just, I just look at it and I think we're, we're in for a bright future and hopefully a really, really positive second half of the season. Yeah, we might not win on Boxing Day, but I guarantee you'll see some form of performance and you'll come away knowing what the plan was. The plan may not work, but you'll know what Villa were trying to do. You know, we'll probably have a bit of fun watching it and I, I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well. And uh, um, I presume you're going to be in Villa Park? Yep, yep, I'll be in my in my seat in the in the whole end looking looking forward to it. it. Feels like so so long now. That Manchester United game at Villa Park feels an age ago. Even that that Brighton game as well feels so so long ago. To be back on on Boxing Day is going to be special. Yes, I'd like Emmy Martinez to be in goal, but he's he's not going to be probably. So you know, we'll go there. We'll we'll give Liverpool a game. Make, make no bones about that. Yeah, I saw AVFC Statos. Uh, tweet, you know, the away team usually wins the usually wins this game, don't they? Neil? We've had some good days down at Anfield yeah. as, as, as a football team. We've, we've gone there and won at Anfield a few times, and Liverpool have had some good days at Villa Park as well. Unfortunately, our best day against them at Villa Park was when it, when there was COVID and we couldn't go and watch. We, we beat them seven two. I'd kill for a kill for a seven two, but no, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to this now because I think that you'll see you'll the signs were already there anyway, and obviously we picked up six points in these first two games, which was you know way more than I think we, we could have been hoping for. Yeah. To see them now after a bit of work as well, it's going to be a good one down, down Villa Park on Boxing Day. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So let's finish with a score prediction then, please, Neil. I am going to go with a 1-1 draw. I was, I'm going to do the same. 
I was feeling I did the athletic football podcast yesterday and obviously it's previewing everything in, in the Premier League and I actually predicted us to lose, which I don't normally do. I predicted us to lose too. I'm going to change that now. I, I, I've talked myself into a 1-1. Liverpool are a fantastic team. Whatever player they, they put in, you know, they're, they're a dangerous team and Darwin Nunes last night looked like he couldn't finish his dinner, but he's, he's a bit inconsistent. He's a, he's a bit like that at the moment. He could well turn up at Villa Park. And we've, seen some, of his, we've seen some of his excellent finishes as well in certain games. He's very up and down. So just <laughs> if you're down game. on your luck, then you come to Villa know, Park. That's that, where people yeah, come. Of course. That's going to change under this leadership now. That's, that's, that's exactly change. what it is, yeah. I don't, I don't think, you know, Darwin Nunes at the moment, he's just adapting. He's, he's very up and down, but, you know, he's had some ups as, as well yeah. in his time in a Liverpool shirt so far. Last night was, was a down for him. You know, he may well turn up at Villa Park and be, be an absolute world beater. That, that's just the way he's playing. Mm. At, the, at the moment, Salah looks quiet, but football matches, as we found out in the World Cup, are winning moments. And Salah is more than capable of, of, of having moments. But that, that midfield, it's not it's not quite the level it has been. That's where I think Villa yeah. might be able to win the game. Because I do think that partnership of Kamara and Louise and then whoever's playing wide coming inside as well. I think that's where Villa could potentially win this game on Boxing Day. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Thanks to Neil for joining me. Thanks to you guys for tuning in as well. My apologies that we were late. Adam Producer got stuck in some traffic. It is Christmas, so we're yeah. going to let him off doing stuff with his family. We are looking to push the channel in the new year. We're going to have a couple of new shows, hopefully. Talks are progressing about them at the moment. We're going to try and get out a, a bit more regular content and obviously sticking to the, the match previews and the post-match points as well. So there should be more Villa View and more of the familiar faces that you've watched over the years, fingers crossed. This will be our last show before Christmas, so I hope that you all have an excellent Christmas. You too, Neil, with your and little likewise, one. I hope yeah. you have a magical time. I hope you have a, have a, have a great time with, with your kid and, and your family. And yeah, I hope all the Villa fans have a wonderful Christmas. We'll be back with a post-match part. Might try and do that Boxing Day evening, depending on how the, the time goes and, and the game goes itself as well. If not, it will be the day after. But yeah, enjoy your Christmases. Have a good one with your family and friends and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.